Grund nummer 39, 50% priskutt på bleier med A. Hos Rema 1000 satser vi alt på å gi deg Norges råeste bleikutt. 50% priskutt på alle bleistørrelser og typer. Alt fra Pampers og Libro til Level. Max fem pakker med priskutt per handletur. Bare husk å aktivere kuttet i e-appen. Rema 1000, alltid lave priser. Hello and welcome back to our podcast. It's me, Susie, and Annette is here as well. And we are excited to record another episode to hopefully give you some inspiration and feel-good energy for today, for this morning, this evening, whenever you are listening. So warmly welcome. Hi, Annette. Hello. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. And today we are going to talk about a very relevant topic in our household namely worrying and we thought that what better thing to do than actually bring into the podcast and talk about it because i think both you and me have periods where we experience that we both worry a lot and it's always something you want to handle better because i don't know from my experience when i'm in these periods of worry i wake up super early and sometimes it's just like no matter what it is, everything gives me anxiety. And it can also be sometimes at night I can't sleep because I'm just lying there spinning, worrying. So I think that, yeah, it's really interesting to hear how other people handle this. I don't believe I'm the only one who experienced this. And I don't really know like the difference between worry, anxiety, reminiscing. Like, I want to explore all of this. And you and I have talked about it a lot the last couple of days. And I think we have found some really like interesting points of views that yeah. would be nice to share as well. But I can just imagine right now that, I don't know, maybe many people go through this exact thing. Yeah. Especially maybe if you are listening to this podcast, you probably are very open. And sometimes that means open also to a lot of impressions. Yeah, which is a super amazing thing, but sometimes it can be also a little bit overwhelming. Yeah. And I've also picked up on like this general feeling of worry in society right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure how or why, but I have the feeling that a lot of people are quite worried at this time. Okay. One of the reasons is actually the weather, the sort of extreme weather that we've experienced in many parts of the world. In Norway, we've had extreme rain and floods, and other countries in Europe have had extreme heat, and some have had extreme cold, some haven't had summer. There are wildfires in Portugal. There's a lot going on in that kind of sphere. And also, I mean, the newspapers just pick up this and they like, kind of like spread it wide. And I think people are worried about the economy. There's always things to be worried about, basically. Yeah. Fair sells. That's the thing. Like, fear is what sells the most. Yes. Because it's probably one of the easiest emotions to get attached to. Because you don't have to really do much to get attached to fear. Like, if you want to get it into joy, you kind of have to work maybe a little bit. Like, raise your vibration. But fear, it's like, boom. Mm. So easy. So, no wonder that, like, newspapers sell so freaking much. This yeah. is why I don't read the news. <laughs> no, but just walking through a grocery store. I could easily just like see the headlines on the paper and it's always, for example, like this. She thought it was a headache, but turns out she had to amputate the arm. <laughs> it's like, it's so extreme. 
and it's made to trigger you to trigger your curiosity mm. but also to trigger your fear because then you feel like you have to read it to get the information to secure that this won't happen to you <laughs> yeah and i don't know if it's ethical i don't think it is at all no it's horrible yeah so but this is how it is and from that viewpoint we can decide what we want to do with it and we can decide how we want to handle our own worries i think worry will come and go in everyone's lives yeah so i would like to start with actually the definition of worry what is it actually and we have looked it up and worry is the state of being anxious and troubled over actual or potential problems so it doesn't even necessarily have to do with a problem but something that potentially could happen exactly and we are wired to be perceiving threats fears and potential negative outcomes and this is something that comes from how we are wired like from ancient times when we could experience fears that were potentially life threatening and our brain hasn't really evolved from that time so we are still kind of always scanning the environment for potential fears which makes us for example if you are a person who posts things on social media you might have noticed that you can get 100 beautiful nice comments and then you can get 10 or maybe one negative one and that's the one that your brain attaches to or similarly at work situation if you have like a feedback thing at work where people give you feedback and then people say these most beautiful things and then one person has like one critical comment that's the one that sticks and that is because how our brain is wired to perceive threats and it like it gives more attention to threats and fears and potential dangers because it wants to protect us. So it does make sense, but I think it really helps to understand why we are so negatively wired. Mm. And that actually means, as you say, we have to put in a little bit of work to enter a state of harmony or bliss. Mm. So it is quite, quite interesting. And then we have something called rumination, which is... As I learned when I struggled a lot with anxiety, I took this program, I remember, and it taught me that worry is worrying about the future and rumination is when you dwell and dwell and dwell about something that has happened in the past. So sometimes we do both and that's when it gets real overwhelming. And then I'm not sure of the definition precisely of anxiety. We can look that up too. It says feeling or showing worry, nervousness or unease about something with an uncertain outcome. So I kind of perceive it as if you worry and worry and worry and worry, you get into this anxious state and that can kind of take over your body because anxiety and worry, we can physically feel it. So how does it feel for you when you worry? I just feel like, for example, when I wake up, sometimes I wake up at six and it's just usually when I wake up, you're like very slow. You're not so open in the morning. Everything is just. Like you're coming out of a dream state, you're not really thinking about what you're going to do yet today. But when I am experiencing worry or anxiety, it's like the brain is just so turned on in a way. So no matter how much you try to close your eyes and go back to sleep, it just every single scenario that you've been thinking about goes through my mind. And I feel like almost like a higher pulse. And it's just like I almost I have to get up. Yeah. I can't lay down and swim in it. <laughs> And I also think that this has been, I haven't really had so much anxiety in my life, but it's with pregnancy, I think that it's gotten more challenging. And I don't know if it's like, you know, it's all about perception. I don't know if it's because my pregnancy is like my 
physical pregnancy is so amazing. Like, I can't even believe it. But emotionally, it's been a very challenging pregnancy. So I don't know if that plays a part or if it's actually because your brain changes when you're pregnant. Yes. And you're more wired to worry. Exactly. Because now it makes sense because you're protecting yourself and the baby. So mm-hmm. you have to look out for even more danger. And taken myself many times, almost feeling like angry at the men because they can live life exactly the same. It's so different for them when it comes to pregnancy. Like for them, they can just be linear for nine months and then the baby comes. And of course, there's a lot of changes, but it just feels so emotionally different. Like the mother and the woman carries so much. I don't know, it feels like a different kind of responsibility. And so I'm really working on how can I reframe that to be of my benefit instead? Like, why would I have to make that into something negative? This is the kind of things that I think is very interesting. you worry about. (laughs) Yeah. No, not that I worry about, but I'm just like observing it. I'm like, it gives me nothing else Mm. than misery to think in that way. But yeah, that's how it physically feels. And then, of course, I have my coping strategies, which I don't know, we can get into later. Yes, we will. Other than that, I also experience like that I wake up, for example, four or five and I just, I can wake up and I just have to cry. And that is also like really uncomfortable times, I feel like, because you just have so many overwhelming emotions and usually it's because I've been suppressing them and then I just wake up and they can't hold it back anymore. And yeah, so I had a couple of those in the last weeks and I'm also wondering, If it's because I'm now going into the third trimester and hormones are changing. And I'm also starting to, you know, there's so much around the birth. So it's just interesting to view it, but it's also kind of exhausting. But I think it's so good to talk about because one of the things that I notice is that we shame ourselves for having all of these feelings. Like not only do we carry all of this and all of the things we're going through, but in addition, we're going to be so down on ourselves and like shame ourselves for actually having the feelings in addition and I think that we would lift so much weight of our shoulders if we actually were so nice to ourselves when these things happen Mm. and when we go through these more intense periods and I hope that opening up about it can maybe help someone else realize that you're absolutely not alone exactly yeah wow thank you for sharing I recognize myself so much in what you're saying about waking up worrying and crying and that was exactly how I experienced my last months of pregnancy really yeah and yeah I remember especially the time I was in Costa Rica which was in the third trimester I woke up multiple times at night firstly because I had to pee but secondly because my brain was at an all-time high it was just like so freaking loud and I had to cry and I had to face my deepest fears For example, about losing the baby or something is wrong or something is wrong with me or with birth. And as you say, it's something in the brain that changes during pregnancy, uh, which I just saw in this very fascinating documentary on Netflix. It's actually the amygdala. It's a small part of our brain. And it's also the part of the brain that drives the fight or flight response. And they showed that during pregnancy, uh, the woman's brain, amygdala part, gets more activated. Also after, because of what you're saying, we're protectors. But also, what you said about men, their amygdala also turns on. Really? Yes. They normally go through hormonal changes when they are part of the pregnancy. 
Yeah, if they're part of it. So then they can also feel what we're feeling. Wow. And it's pretty incredible. Yeah. And also in homosexual or lesbian relationships, the same thing will happen. It's so fascinating. Yeah. Wow. But this podcast is not just for pregnancy-related worry. No. This is for every kind of worry, and it is something that we all experience. And yeah, we've been talking about it, us and us with mom, and like, how do we cope with all these worries? So let's get to the part where we can provide some tips, shall we? Yes. Okay, so one of the things that... I can just say what has helped me. Yes. And then we can talk a bit about what's recommended. Yeah, let's do it. Um, But one of the things that have helped me is really, really to surround myself with positive people. And even stricter boundaries when I am pregnant. But also in general, I think. And there's just, for example, some parts of, for example, my family that I'm just, I can't deal with right now. And I think that's very good to limit yourself and to have positive people around you and it's really especially on social media to always just feed yourself with positive energy wherever you can yeah so don't go into vegetal read the news i don't look out for catastrophic events like outside of what's going on in my life i mean i am a lot on instagram but i really try to follow and consume mostly things that will help me Mm. and not make me feel worried so that is one thing in general which is something i've done for years yeah another thing that i find very very helpful is whenever i do wake up these mornings and these nights i have abraham hicks book next to me and i always just randomly hit up a page and i read sort of when the emotions have passed because it's very hard to get into a positive state from from a very negative one like after you've cried and after you've been up for a while and i just read some pages and always brings me back to just like oh my gosh everything is gonna be okay yeah and then i usually can fall back asleep as well Mm. and i think there's two other things one is physical exercise i really noticed a difference in my anxiety levels when i do physical exercise and not and it can be Taking a walk is like the best medicine ever. I wonder how many problems I've solved walking. Mm. (laughs) And especially if you take a walk with someone like family or friends, you know, it's just like... We didn't yesterday. Yeah. And sometimes you just, you can ask another person if they have space to sort of hear your thoughts. And it just helps so much to just let it out. And then you can hear yourself. And sometimes everything here sounds very silly. Mm. Or and it's not so big as it was in your head. Yeah. And it's just like so nice to know that you have support in your worries. And they don't need to provide any solution or anything. They can just listen to you. Yeah. And get support. I also noticed that there are some big fears that I'm facing. And I think it's so magical that you can actually get help <laughs> to face them. Yeah. Instead of me going around being like, this is the real reality. This is like, because what we tend to do when we worry is that we think this is how it's always been and this is how it's always going to be. But instead, I just know that, okay, this is something I'm going through right now so I can evolve. And I know that I've healed a trillion other things in my life. So I'm going to get through this as well. And I just feel so grateful that I, I do actually invest in myself in this way. 
And this also enables me to help so many other people from things that I have gone through in the past. So getting support, like the right kind for you, we all have so different tastes, like what we like in terms yeah. of support. Mm. But what works for you then? So before I worked a lot with more of kind of a coach, but now I've realized that I have so much benefits from more energy healing type of work and then really let my intuition guide me to the rest. Yeah, that's been lately. And I also really, really love mind change, which yeah. has been so cool. Something you discovered. I don't do it often. I did it once in my first trimester. And after that session, I haven't had like a single physical symptom in my pregnancy. No, it's wild. It's <laughs> wild. And last time I was so nauseous, like I thought it was going to die. And we went in and looked at what the nausea was. And it was like, shit, it was so many different things from the brain was producing. So when I think back at it, I'm like, wow, since that session, that has actually not been a single problem. And, and isn't it great that you can change that? It's so you, empowering. We don't have to live with any of the things that we think we do. No. And that we don't have is... to live with any of the pains or fears or diseases. We can seriously shift our health inside of our head. Anything. And why do we know this? Because one, we've tried it ourselves. But two, the therapist or the healer or the coach, I don't know what her description is that we've used in Mind Change. I think that I read that she had serious heart problems. She had, lots of, she had so many different diseases. And I'm she was bedridden. And through this method, she has healed that. I'm endlessly amazed yeah. by the power that we have. You have to share some of your stories with that too when you share your coping mechanisms. Yes. But yeah, mind change. And I'm also currently taking a new education, which I know is going to help me a lot. I'm yeah. going to share more about that later. But it's also a type of work where you release all limiting blocks in your mind. And after I did that last time, I just felt like I was floating on air. It's the wildest thing I've felt. So I'm excited to offer that to people also. But yeah, how about you? How does it feel first and foremost when you go into these worrying states? Mm. Yeah, it feels like the truth, the whole truth and definite truth <laughs> of misery or devastation and something I have to figure out with my brain. And it's going to be a challenging project to get through. And it feels exhausting. To me, it also comes up in my physical body. I can wake up and feel really tense in my whole body. And then I know that it's connected to the stuff that I'm thinking about. And I try to control it because I try to, I tense my jaw, I tense my mouth, my shoulders. So physically, I'm trying to control the situation. But it's going on inside of my head. And it comes and goes in waves. Some days I feel blissful and happy and inspired and it feels like an easy, beautiful life. Mm -hmm. And other days I feel like there is stuff to overcome. <laughs> As I've shared many times before, I used to struggle deep, deep, deep with anxiety, worry, to the point where I didn't function normally in my day-to-day -day life. I couldn't even see clearly. My vision was physically blurred. I couldn't recognize myself in the mirror. I couldn't get out of bed some days. I was terrified to go out the door because I was afraid of what was going to happen. And heart palpitations, sweaty palms, all of these things. 
So I've really been there, like really, really been there in the depth and have removed one in one layer. You have to kind of tame the wild brain. It can go on these insane rides <laughs> if you don't kind of control it and decide where it's going to take you. So what has helped definitely is therapy methods that we talked about. Some of them have changed my life forever. I'm forever grateful. And then there are the day-to-day -day things that I do myself. One of them is getting the worry out of my system, as you said. Either writing in my journal, physically with a pen is really good, because then you kind of physically remove it out from your body, or on my phone or computer. Or one thing that I love to do is when I'm walking in the morning, I take my phone and I just, either with my AirPod or just to the phone, I record it. So I just vocalize everything that's going on. And it is like removing it from the brain. I've never tried that, actually. I do that so much and sometimes even emotions come through and I mean I do it only if I'm alone um <laughs> not surrounded by a lot of people or in crowded areas but I usually walk like in the nature so I find that to be such a helpful method and like day-to-day -day therapy that's totally free and available at any time and then of course it is the help and support from those around you if you need to be mirrored or you need to help to see something in a different way and then it is filling up with the mood boosters like exercise and diet oh my god diet and blood sugar regulation mm. is huge so in true. worry because if we are constantly up and down and up and down and up and down blood sugar it feels like we're anxious it's the same sensations heart palpitations or like blurry vision or dropping or being dizzy you can easily confuse it with anxiety So that is a really pro tip to keep your blood sugar stable by eating regularly, eating well, and maintaining like a good balance with, for example, caffeine or sugar, and find out how you feel good in your diet, because it's so different for everyone. But for me, it at least helps eating to make sure that there's protein, fat, and carb balance in the meals, and that I eat enough, and that really helps my brain cope. And then I also asked mom, what was her best tips for worrying? And she said, get out in nature, taking a walk. There is a lot of problems that can be solved just by taking a walk. If you hear some noise in the background, it's my little baby. And also vocalize the problems, whether that is to a friend or to yourself out loud or even to your dog. It can really, really help you just feel better. So... Yeah, we hope that these tips can make you feel a little bit better today. And we would love to hear if you have any other methods that we haven't tried, potentially. Is there anything else you want to say on this topic? Yeah, of course. I think that the most important thing when this worrying comes is like already when it's happening, you can start to already tell yourself this, like none of this is actually true. You just yeah. ride the wave mm. and know that anything can be solved, everything you can figure out. It's all gonna be okay. And I really, really, really recommend <laughs> listening to a lot of Abram Hicks because she always says two things that I also really love. One is that when you feel like this, try to just take a nap. Like, don't try to go solve things when you're in the worry <laughs> because then everything's just catastrophic. So try to do something else because you can't jump from one radio channel to the other or like one feeling to the other yeah. super quickly. So it's better to just Take a walk, take a nap, do anything to 
calm yourself down before you actually start to solve the problems. And the <laughs> other thing is to try to live your life more in, like you said today, in segments. Yes. Oh, this is my main thing that I wanted to say today. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. You can say it now. Okay. <laughs> because I read this beautiful book called Live Your Life Without Worries. <laughs> it's a book that I randomly pick up here in the cabin. Yeah, it's mine and I never read it. No, I just read like 10 pages and it actually changed my whole summer. <laughs> <laughs> so it said, it described worry, first and foremost. And it described how worry physically impacts our body. For example, that worrying can give you ulcer and wrinkles and it can make you really sick. Because when we worry, we tense up and we tend to like hold such tension that the nerves kind of shrink together and they tense up and especially in our belly and our gut so that all the organs, they don't get oxygen and blood and everything that they need to thrive. And then we can get, of course, many know that you can get stomach ache by worry and emotions, but it can get more serious than that. And one of the tips that I picked up that I thought was so nice is to live your life in day-to-day, like closed rooms, one day and one day and one day. So what that means is that, of course, we need to plan for the future. We need to figure stuff out and there's always bigger questions and decisions that need to be made. But when that is done, we're supposed to let it go and we're supposed to be here and now in this day and make this day just this day the best possible that it can be and then you can break that down even further into as you said segments of the day so first when you wake up oh how can i make this morning the nicest that it can be and then the next segment maybe is getting ready to go somewhere how can i make that segment lovely music maybe light a candle Even if you have a short time, you can make these different segments of the day memorable. So setting an intention and a little decision that each segment of the day will have its own feeling to it is something that can really help us stay in the present. Okay, so what is one thing that I can do to ensure that tomorrow when I wake up, I sleep the whole night? When my worries come, I feel more like, okay, worries, I got you. What is your, how do you recommend me building up tomorrow? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I think what you're onto here is, or what I'm getting from that is accepting the situation. Okay, I am in this state of worry. And just that is like, whoa, you can let go of the first layer. Yeah. Secondly, you have just learned about a lot of new coping mechanisms (laughs) for worry. And of course, get help. (laughs) S.O.S. No, but like, really, having someone to talk to that's maybe not someone that you're personally related to can be a good way of actually just going through that layer that you talked about of shame. Because sometimes we're so ashamed that we don't want to share even with our closest ones. So then it helps having a neutral other person that is a professional that have, when they're not allowed to say anything, wow, of silence, and that you can feel like you can trust. So our hearts goes out to every one of you who worry. It's natural. It's normal. We mm. all do it. I think the last thing would be like, you cannot allow yourself to spin off into eternity with this. This is actually something that you have to manage. You decide. Because like you experience, it can get pretty extreme. So 
don't let it be like an excuse or something that will stop you from living your life. Like, oh, so important. Take these steps and don't let this be something that, yeah, stops you basically. Don't let it take over your life because no. it can. Yes. It has the potential to. Mm -hmm. And fear is what stops most of us from doing what we want to do in life. Yeah. Fear and worries. But I think we are supposed to experience those fears, but we're supposed to go through them. And why? Because we are constantly evolving and rising and growing as humans. Mm. And that's the way that we are constructed to grow. So can we even see our worries and our fears as our teachers? I think so. What are they trying to show us? Something that we need to look deep inside and actually manage in one way or the other. Yeah. All right, we have so many dogs and babies, babies. and cats. And <laughs> we don't have any cats, but <laughs> okay. there's stuff going on here. <laughs> so I think we're going to wrap it up. Yeah, I feel better. I hope you listening feel better. Yeah, take back your power and know that you can handle this. If I could, then all of you can. Yeah. I know it. And it, hopefully you'll find something to laugh at, like during the end of the day. Yes. Put in humor, something that's funny. Yeah. Something that can just take the edge of things. Maybe even shake it off, dance it off physically. Yeah. Okay, nice. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, we really, really appreciate you. And if you have any feedback or you want to share your experience with worry or what's helped you or that you need help, please don't hesitate to contact us on Instagram. Yes. Oh, and yes, this is also an invitation for you to join us next weekend. Yes. We have a super feel-good weekend coming up. Uh, we have our Freedom Festival, which is our four-day online retreat. You can be anywhere in the world. Join us. We have a four-day program, morning to evening, but it's possible to join even if you're busy during the day. It's basically just to make you feel better in your life. And also, we're going to cope with what we're going <laughs> to handle stuff that comes up like for example worrying and transform it through beautiful cooking together beautiful yoga dancing movement we're gonna have transforming workshops and it's gonna be super super nice so you can find the sign up links below and if you have any questions about that contact us and meanwhile we'll chat on instagram see you there see ya Har du ett enkelt personföretag eller en liten bedrift? Då är er du säkert lei av att höra mig snacka om hur enkelt det är er med kvitteringar och bilag i Fiken. Så vi ger oss här vi. För vi liker enkelt. Fiken, superenkelt redskap.